Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is my best friend, Ben Slim. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bestie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Ben. Hi, how's it going? Good. What are, what are we doing? Bitstorm. Yep. Click pitch? Um, click pitch, though, Luke. Fine. <laughs> We're so fucking professional. Click pitch Very. for those who are just joining us. It's a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click... We get a new word, and uh, we put those words together. And we think about them for a little bit, and we come up with a game design for your listening pleasure. And then we heavily edit around it. Okay, three, two, one. Mm. Let's do it. Generation. Scattering. Scattering generation. All right. So there- <laughs> Well, I'm going in two different directions on the word generation. Okay. Because there's one which is like thinking about, obviously, generations of families. Yes. And so you could tell some sort of story or have some sort of interesting gameplay mechanic around, um, you know, the spreading of of generations of, of hereditary traits across, you know, scattering through like geographical locations. But then mm-hmm. generation, there's also just like generating something, like creating something and mm-hmm. uh, and how we could... How that would be scattered. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hear the word scattering and I don't think of scattering that you were thinking. I'm thinking like okay. Scatman scattering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just called scattering. <laughs> All right. So we're um, generating scat. Well, either that. It's a scatman generator. Um, <laughs> So I'm actually wondering whether it's a game where you play um, <laughs> you play the Scatman throughout different generations. So basically, you you play his father, his grandfather. <laughs> to every generation, <laughs> a Scatman is born, <laughs> and they're scattered. It. They're scattered over the world. Like they're scattered they're, over the world. So what? it's li- it's literally Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with Scatman. Yep. Um, the Scatman. <clears throat> beep 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 boo. Uh, and that's the first thing they say, like yeah. as they get called into service, into scat service, they just they could be in the middle of lunch with their parents. They could be in a, it could be the middle of the night with their loved one. Uh, but as soon as it happens, they just yell, "I'm a scat man!" That's how they know. Yep, that they're the new so, scat man. It's like the so- last scat man died. <laughs> Fuck. So I think this is this is a game. Kind of like you know how Dark Souls has has like that um, never-ending sort of uh, you can die as many times as you want. It turns out that every time that you die, you just become there's just a new Scatman that's chosen from the pool. Right, so, right, right. So yeah, like Rogue Legacy did that too. That like roguelike kind of thing. The whole point was that the next person you play is the descendant of the previous player. Yeah, but in this case, I, I like character. the idea you went down the um the Buffy route that there's like a pool of people who are potentials and they're the potential, <laughs> potential scatters. Scatmen. <laughs> yeah, and um, so they, they immediately turn into basically Scatman John. Um, like they immediately like put on have to put on like a fake mustache and and you know look exactly look like him. It's not just about scatting. It's like the look, the the hat, yep, everything. So I'm trying to trying to think of They're just like, like so it's kind of there's also like a Santa Claus like Tim Allen esque thing where they the, the mustache just starts growing and like they shave it off and just grows back immediately. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think you can have that right right near the start, and you you realise that you know the maybe the Scatman potentials pool is is limited. Um, so wait, I'm just wait, wondering, wait. <laughs> they, because just going down the Buffy route, every Scatman also has their Scooby Doo Wars gang. You know, like their Scooby Doo Bop Bop gang. Oh God, the Scooby, the Scooby Doo. He he tries to just call on the Scoobies. Like Buffy does, but he can't stop himself. It's just like, all right, come here, Scooby Doo, bop bop, bop Scooby Doo, bow. Ah, oh, fuck! I started scatting again, didn't I? <laughs> um, so, what so, sort of game is this? I'm thinking that it's like a Dark Souls re- sort of fighting okay. combat game, except all your all except your powers are like combat. scat based. Um, um, so yeah, like gameplay wise, uh, I don't know. I feel like you can do something interesting. Like what you're saying, sort of Dark Souls, so like real time combat. With yeah, real time combat. Um, do you actually I, I think, have weapons, or do you just I think, like scat yeah, things into existence? Your hands are sort of going out, and you're sort of doing, you know, as, as you go. I'm the scat man. You know how he sort of put his hands out and all that sort of stuff. They're yeah. just different punches and stuff. So right. sort of like a, oh, a right. So you like sort of you attack in time with the scatting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like the idea of like a Green Lantern esque thing where he can create things, but but again, it's. It's in line. It is in line with the scatting, so it's kind of all like jagged and and it like sh- changes shape with the with the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he just like Scooby Doo pops you to be a bow, and it's like a blast of stuff that's kind of morphing and sh- and moving as he scats it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm just wondering, is it is it like a sort of a comic booky sort of feel to the game? So it's it's still a third person, three uh, D world, but it's more of a cartoony sort of maybe Fortnitey sort of sort of. Yeah, game. yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Rather it, than the gritty realism of of the Dark Souls, the gritty right. realism of the Scatman. He's so gritty. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, cartoony and, and kind of works because it's sort of that. I mean, you're, you're making us basically a superhero out of the Scatman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you. So, so I like that idea that like every person, so like you die, and that calls the new Scatman. Uh, and so you watch them. Like you get a little scene of like maybe maybe <laughs> I love the idea that the game starts and you get your, your usual character creation, um, and you can create any sort of character you want. But as soon as you like approve the character, they just grow the mustache. <laughs> and they turn into Scatman John. <laughs> well, but they still mostly look like themselves, but. All the clothes they chose just like shed off them, and the hat falls on their head, and the mustache comes in, and they got a suit, and it just uh, the, the, you can't actually do anything about that. But, but I like but the idea that, that each person actually they still have their facial features that you created for them, but they just they always have the mustache until they die the first time, and then that character disappears forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, then you had a new one. Maybe we just randomly start randomly generating them, but um, and maybe we have a bunch of little cats, a bunch of little cat scenes, a bunch of little cut scenes. <laughs> Um, of these people being called, where they they are just eating their breakfast and they're about to put some cornflakes in their mouth, and suddenly it's like mm, I'm the scat man. Should be to do the cornflakes cereal across across the room at his wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and she's so like, I- "Oh my goodness, you've been called!" Because this whole world, like, they all worship the scat man. Because they uh, protect um, them from the evil. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing now that there's stuff. there's one guy. Um, have you ever played uh, Battlefield Hardline? No. So when when you're playing it and you you know you're shooting your weapons and all that some sort of stuff, every mm-hmm. now and again, when you fully empty a clip and you hit the reload button, it will do like this really unusual um, once in a lifetime sort of uh, 
animation, animation for yeah. for um, reloading a gun. One of them is like you'll see a hand come in over the top and give you a, give you a clip and you put it I've in, seen into your the gun. Video. Yeah. And so randomly um, throughout throughout the game. Uh, when when you die, your person that comes back may have some sort of um, random occurrence of not being necessarily the scat man. But okay. I know that you didn't mean to say it before, but I like the idea that there's like a cat man. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like the, uh, just, the powers that be just like made a typo. Yeah. And it's so like, oh shit, the scat man goes, died. Oh, Get him, scat man. man. Oh, and he just, fuck. It was a he picks up cats and throws them at, at people, and that's that's the weapons for that for that particular for that round. Um, um, the cat meow. <laughs> he just picks up cats and throws them at people. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was going to be a very different type of scat man that occasionally gets generated. Okay. You do, you do get the other type of scat man, but very, very quickly a safe drops on his head before he can actually throw any scat. <laughs> yeah. So it's just. That, that's just a very small part. But you can play as the cat man. You can play as the cat man. You can play as the normal scat man that has nothing to do with feces. Uh, unless you count his verbal diarrhea. Shoop up, dick a bee up, bow. Three to one click. Postage. Iceberg. Did you say postage? Yes. Okay. So I'm picturing that this is in a slightly different world to what we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you play an anthropomorphic penguin. Okay. Whose day job is a post. Okay. Postal worker. And he is on a trip trying to deliver a package to an iceberg that is floating in the sea. Okay. Like, it's, bro- it's broken off. Yep. And um, so, you you know, you can Wait, be talking the, back global warming. Is the letter addressed sort of to the iceberg or someone it's, on the iceberg? It's, a, it's addressed to someone who was living on the part of- um, Right part of uh, Antarctica that is now broken away and is right. floating away as an iceberg. Yes. Um, so, they're now on a, on a trip across the sea to, to try and work out, like, trace where this, um, where this, where this iceberg, iceberg is gone. Yeah. Um, so, it's kind of a, the, uh, the recipient is in another castle situation when you get there and the iceberg's just gone. And there's someone yeah. there that's like, uh, no, their house, the chunk of ice with their house on it floated away last week. Um, and so, you've got to track down the clues. Do you have to, like- Measure the currents of the, <laughs> um, of the I, water. I think, I think it can be sort of like a um, maybe a Zelda Wind Waker sort of scenario in which you're tracking it down. You've got lots of little islands that you mm-hmm. can sort of go by and and ask questions of and and do little favors for people as you go around. Yeah, um, yeah. and basically meet different characters say, and meet different characters and sort of get embroiled in in like this this bigger sort of narrative that that sort of goes around. Embroiled, and broiled because of global warming. Yeah, um, um, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we can explore that a little bit. So, you, yeah, so you're sort of thinking that kind of light RPG elements, action, kind of action based. Yeah, action based. What you get sort of thrown into a bigger story. Um, so, they're a postal worker. Uh, where do they? So keep- they're good at delivering things. They're good at um, delivering so things. They have a post. So one, a one of the bag. one of the big things that you can you can have in. Like that you used to have in the Zelda games were like the um, the fetch quests and those sort of quests that you you give one item to one person, then they give you another item, and then you go to the next p- person and give them the item, and yeah, some sort of puzzle chain or just like fetch quest chain, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, what what are you delivering? <laughs> what do penguins get in the mail? Are you even delivering to other penguins, or is it like a polar bear or something? Yeah, maybe it's a walrus or a um. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about. Uh, I don't think there's po- any polar bears down there. Maybe it's just a really really crazy. Um, Hermity penguin. You're right. It's a penguin who moved to the other pole from where the penguins are. So, yeah, so you yep. literally have to, like, travel the whole world. Um, 
So I'm, I'm picturing that the penguin is good at catching fish, uh, is good at delivering things, is good at um, sitting on eggs. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, those are all skills. Uh, maybe so you just find eggs around the place that you need to like. Um, good at marching. Warm. Yeah, yeah. March yeah. of penguins. March um, of penguins. <laughs> it's this game's also narrated by Morgan Freeman. Nah, Samuel L. Jackson from Fast of the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't know where to take it, though. Have, have I just but, painted too but, good a word but, picture uh, and you don't but, want to take but, it anywhere else? That's it. I just I just want to play it. Actually, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound that interesting. No, just, yeah, fuck you too. Lauren, no one. <laughs> Spring. Hornet. Spring Hornet. So, it's a, uh, it's a large wasp-like creature, mm-hmm. like a hornet. Um. And it lost its stinger, and it was replaced with a spring. And mm-hmm. in the, in that same accident, it also lost its wings. So it's a it's a platforming yes. game, yes, in which it uses the spring to like jump. Yes. So yeah, okay. It lost its. Well, maybe it just lost its wings then, because I, I like the idea of still being able to sting things. Okay. Because that's a good kind of verb to have in a game that you don't get to use very often. So are you thinking like two D platformer, three D platformer, two D, two D platformer? 2D, I think. All right. Sort of go a bit retro with it, or is this like beautifully animated, cartoonish, like Cuphead esque? Yeah, I, I now that you've said Cuphead, I, I like the I like the graphical style of that, except with actual like levels and then yeah, final yeah. boss battles instead of just boss battle, boss battle, yeah. boss battle. Yeah. And look, it doesn't have to be that necessarily that like um, uh, sort of style from the from the thirties and forties or whatever. Like no. it can be more modern, but just that sort of animation, that beautiful animation. Of- so. You know. What I, what I like about what I like about having a stinger and a spring is I think the gameplay will come from you need to switch whether your stinger or spring is pointing down at any point. Okay. Yep. Because so like maybe the spring is kind of either out of their like out of their abdomen, either either on the front or back, like the other side of their um, of their stinger. And so yeah, it's you've got the sort of jumping on top of creatures to to kill them, um, but you have to make sure that your stinger's down. Because if your spring is down, like, it hurts you still. Um, but, of course, if your sting is down when you try to make a jump, then maybe you take some damage, too, or, or you get stuck in the ground for a second. Yeah, or something, I'm right? picturing that you get stuck in the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to kind of wiggle yourself out, like, waggle, yeah. waggle the, uh, the thumbstick. <laughs> Depending on, ha- on how big a, big a drop it was. So, if it's yeah. like a, um, you know, like a Mario ground pound sort of situation, then you're going to come down a lot faster at the, at the ground and get stuck a lot further in. Yeah. But if yeah. you've just sort of done a little spring up in the air and landed down, then, you know, you're sort of okay. Mm. Well, um, and, I, and then I like the idea of there being places, times where you do have to slam down with your with your stinger, obviously, like, to get through certain platforming challenges and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I, I like the idea that you can actually use your, um, your stinger to, like, um, sort of stick into the wall if you need to sort of flick yourself up and... And that sort of stuff. You can actually use your use your um your stinger yep. to, to actually help you climb up a wall. Yep, yep, that's cool. Yeah, you could bring some interesting, uh, interesting uh, moves in there. Yeah, um, like I like the idea of you know, there's a section you have to get past. You, you, you're so used to springing around now, but um, there's a section you have to get past that's got very sort of small-ish platforms, and so your spring will will actually go off them. Right, it's it's not they're not wide enough for your spring, and so yeah, you have to get across them by like. Jumping onto one and then sticking your stinger into the ground. And then maybe when you've got your stinger in the ground, you kind of have to- um, Pull back to Yeah, sort of fling forward. Yeah, like fling yourself forward off your stinger. Um, And and so it gives you a very different different mode of movement. 
to do that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I, I'm picturing some of the combos that you could actually start getting mm. together once, once you've actually got a little bit further. If you happen to st- stinger into an enemy, you can sort of roll out of it and, and sort of flick... Flick the enemy flick, up into the, the air. the enemy mm. either up into the air or flick it forward in, into the next enemy and sort of get like a stick figure sort of fighting thing yeah. happening. You don't remember if the old stick well, figure um, oh, yeah, yeah. animations? Yeah. yeah. yeah so if you could get some of that sort of happening with um, some martial arts sort of things. I think, well, yes, I was thinking part of it, but you've got other legs. Like you, you're yeah, not just yeah, a- um, You're not just a spring and a sting. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was kind of thinking that you'd toggle between the um, the spring and the stinger, but- now I'm actually thinking that each one of those is controlled by one of the thumbsticks somehow, maybe, or or like um like holding one of the trigger like that the right thumbstick controls one of one or the other, but you you switch between them with the trigger or something, so that you've actually got that analog movement of it to do those sort of like fling moves and stuff, and yeah, it also means you can cool. do things like there are certain places where you need to spring off the roof or off an angled wall, like so there's actually the angle matters, um, or you need to like spring. Um, off the bottom and then stick up to the top to the roof with your stinger and then like do your fling move or something. Um, fling move to get o- to get over like a pit sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm thinking the different levels that you're going through. You're going through like an ant level. Uh, you're going through like a um, a flower level that you're sort of flicking yourself up and up into the flowers. Mm. And maybe in that flower level, you can either have you know up on top of the flowers. You can have down below on on the ground level, sort of sneaking yep. in behind. Trees yep, and that sort yep. of stuff, and you got different different sorts of enemies that you so what, that you're fighting. Um, what's the goal of this hornet? What are they trying to do? Um, I think they're trying to um, they're trying to get to um, the the other animal that stole their wings. Oh, so they've been stolen. Yeah. What's it? A fucking bumblebee? Fuck those guys and their little little buzzy wings. Wanted some real wings. Stole stole ours. Yeah. Stole some hornet wings. Been- um, I'm trying to want trying to wonder what other things you can come Maybe up with. Maybe it's a spider. I mean- <laughs> it's a spider's <laughs> like, look, us spiders, all the humans are afraid of us, but they're getting too complacent. We need some fucking wings. <laughs> it's like taking a spider yours. queen. You know, spider queen with like these massive wings. Totally. Look, hornets can grow big. Um Especially those Japanese hornets. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you like this giant hornet, but they really fuck shit up. Um Totally. I, I really like the idea that you can actually do some you can do some brawling as well that so you can um have you know your your two arms or your your forearms or whatever sort of beating the crap out of someone, then you reach you jump up, you you sting it down into them, you flick 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 them um, over. Yeah. This one over into that one, there's someone coming from behind, so you beat the crap out of that one. Well, because there could be a lot of like throwing enemies into each other to like stun them or a lot of environmental stuff where you know, you need to fling enemies to open, um, to hit buttons, and so, so now I'm picturing that it should actually be more of a, um, more of a 2.5D, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Look, I'm thinking a bit dragon, of dragon turtles oh, sort of okay. side scroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that'd be interesting. Actually, there haven't been many like that where there's not those since s- castle crashes. Well, and there, well, but even just with those sort of platforming elements as well, like you still bring yep. in some of the platforming stuff. Um, because yeah, yeah, I, I was like I was kind of picturing more of a like an Ori in the Blind Forest kind of vibe. Yeah, so uh, was I originally, but now mm. I'm now I'm really leaning towards this um this yeah, yeah that's interesting. I feel like the controls would be really difficult to get right, but if you could get that feeling working well of yeah, flinging them in directions. Yeah, I like the idea of like you stick into the you've got to move where you stick your um 
your stinger into the ground, and then you've got all six legs that you can grab people with and throw them around. Um, but of course, you can't move. Oh, yeah, you can you can sort of ground yourself and, and be ready to to like brace into someone. Yeah, else kind of a defensive move. As they run into you, you know, you sort of bend backwards, and that that gets you to move faster forward. Yeah, you know? well, but of course, if your stinger's in the ground, you've got your spring as well. So like, you can have if someone's running towards you, you use your stinger to brace yourself and just make them hit the spring, and you can fire them backwards at like the rest of the crowd. <laughs> Um, so I'm picturing for the bosses, you've got like, um, ant queens, you've got, oh, now, now I really want him to fight a turtle. <laughs> like this big ass turtle. Yeah. Well, you could do some big boss fights where- It's a house cat. <laughs> yeah. But like big creatures, big creatures. And you have to sort of attack different aspects of them, like, di- like different parts of them are attacking you at a time. Um. Oh, the, the penultimate boss mm-hmm. is a foot. <laughs> <laughs> like a, and occasionally, like a fly slot comes down, and of yeah, course, the so ult- and of course, the ultimate boss is the spider. Is the spider with wings? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. I mean, and that too. Like, I'm picturing sort of this giant, big spider with you know, you get multiple legs attacking you at different points, and so you're having to use all these things to like fling one leg that back that way and spring the other leg back that way, so you can like get a good shot in to then launch yourself in with this stinger into their face, until all these fucking eyes. Oh god! <laughs> I really like that. I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm now cool picturing stuff. that you're dismembering like the spider, and you're taking oh, yeah, one leg out at a time, time, and that's and that's in in that case that is the health. Like, turns oh, out yeah. you can't do anything other than rip the arms off it, arms and legs off it. Yeah. So it's basically made into just a torso. <laughs> some really, final. there are some really good videos of spiders fighting hornets. <laughs> <laughs> This shit's fucking biological, man. We get it. We got it right. We got it down. Oh, there's going to be fucking like there's going to be a snake battle. Um, snake, yeah, yeah. Snake, house cat, turtle. Um. <laughs> I'm so amused by the turtle though, because like, what the fuck's the turtle going to do against the hornet? Just ducks into its shell. You it just ducks gotta, like, into its shell, it. and then you know does like a spinning attack move where all you've got is like. I guess a maybe shell it's like a snapping you. turtle or something. Yeah. Yeah. They eat. I don't know. I don't know what they eat. Um, yeah, no, that's good. And, and, and do some, some sort of joke about it being a teenage. Teenage. And seems to have ninja moves. And yep. also there's a rat there. <laughs> another A rat. That's another thing that you can come up against. Yeah, totally. You find I'm just wondering next. how you can bring in like a warthog and a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that for the sequel. Um, yeah, horny, okay. horny Hornet goes to Africa. The Horny Hornet. Awesome. Yeah. Read to one quick. Well, he likes to wear horn, like Viking helmets. What do you think I meant? <laughs> I don't know. The sex thing. <laughs> Three to one click. Yep. Uh, spoof. Gentle. Sure, <laughs> gentle spoof. <laughs> I was hoping that you, you were going to say some sort of violent word. <laughs> <laughs> no, gentle spoof. Uh, well, spoof just makes me think of uh, movies like um, Naked Gun style stuff and yep. like scary movie sort of thing. Um, and look, I know, I know we've done one of those sort of games before, but maybe we can, is there something around a specific genre of game or something that we can like turn into a very self-aware, ridiculous spoof of itself? What's that? What's a genre we haven't really um, tackled? Maybe like, um, like Tetris? <laughs> yeah, puzzle, we haven't really tackled puzzle too games. many puzzle games. Um, I'm just wondering if there's, if there's a way that you can spoof on all of them and, and actually have it, you know. Be funny. Yeah, be funny. On all the puzzle games or on all games? On all the puzzle games, but maybe maybe it's- I haven't watched maybe this like- movie for a long time, but there's mm. a movie that uh, came out in 1992 called Stay Tuned. Yeah, um, John Ritter, you, right? John Ritter. Yeah. Um, 
So, what I really liked about that movie was that they went through all the different TV channels after he got sucked into this um, into this TV world. Yep. So, I'm imagining that it's a a hero player that has been sucked into a video game system, and they have to go through all these different puzzle games um, as they go from the iPhone, and then they they make it their way into a game console, and they go through a couple of different levels. So you can okay, actually so have a little, maybe even a little bit of sort of Wreck It Ralph, um, yeah. like the the world inside the game devices. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why I, why Stay Tuned came into my head. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. I I remember I, always before seeing it, I always asked my dad to get Stay Tuned because uh, from the video store. Because that VHS case sitting there it was calling to me. Um, and eventually I watched it. And I think I liked it. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it since. I liked it enough to buy it on DVD. So, I, I can actually watch it tonight if I felt like it. Right. Well, you did that. <laughs> well, did you, did you watch Bill week. and Ted after last after No, last I episode. haven't had a chance to. Yeah, I, watched, I finished um, Excellent Adventure last night. <laughs> nice job. Uh, all right. So, so Wreck-It Ralph sort of stay tuned, kind of different. Uh, so, are we going to have it that the player has to like- play all these different types of games or it's more just that the 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 worlds and characters from them become the backdrop as you as you go through on an adventure um in that I, very I like the idea style. That, that you you have to actually go through like a couple of candy crush levels like it starts out like a normal a normal sort of um maybe sort it of, could be uh, more match three well maybe it could be more that instead of you playing the the person or the characters stuck in the game mm-hmm Maybe this game starts out as a regular match three, or maybe like a kind of a Doctor Mario style thing, where there's a little, there is a little character there off to the side uh, that like does something when you get matches, or I don't know, they, they sort of they do a little dance whenever you make a match three. Yep. But you play a few rounds of this, and suddenly like your game stops halfway through, like no more things keep coming down, and you notice that the character is like not dancing anymore, and it kind of has a weird look on its face, uh, and then starts talking to you. Uh, and then okay. de- and then decides it's going to escape the game, and it like so, runs so out of the like- game. So and so now you're chasing this character through these different games between devices, and yeah, like it it runs into Tetris, and so instead of now trying to make like lines disappear necessarily, you're trying to like drop Tetris blocks in the right spot to capture them, capture the capture them or something, and then they sneak out, and now they're in F- Farmville, and you're trying to <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> let the it's cows loose. Valley. Yeah, like. You could just have he jumps all- into the chopper and just flies off. <laughs> Star chopper, really. Um, yeah, like you could just- You're basically chasing this character now. I don't know what you as a player, what you're trying to do necessarily. I don't know. Maybe there's some- We'll come up, we'll come up with some reason why you actually have to chase them. Eventually, they find their way out of the device. Like, they find their way into the fucking Bluetooth- app and you watch them get like sent away and and then you have to there's some sort of transition like i'm not actually pitching this as a phone game necessarily uh yeah. and then like they're in your cast area i don't know <laughs> yeah you've got you've got to like turn the dials on your cast area to turn the volume up to like launch them into the air because they're literally running across your lcd screen as music's playing and now it's a rhythm game i don't know um I, i'm <laughs> i'm definitely i'm definitely picturing that you could you could have a lot of fun with you know it being maybe a um a PC or PC game or whatever that that starts off with you know your character looking at it, at his mobile phone and 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 dealing with um with it going from the character going from you know place to place whether it be to another game console yeah I, I could I could always picture that's it like the game starts and it's kind of there's a a nicely built 3D room bedroom and you see the person 
on their phone and it like zooms in onto the phone and then you start playing the match three game and then you have the little interaction with the player, with the character. They go through a, f- a few different apps on your phone until they reach, yeah, like the Bluetooth app or whatever or the Wi-Fi. They reach the Wi-Fi and, and then it zooms back out of your phone, right? And you get some sort of visual of, oh shit, they went into like my old original Xbox that's sitting there or something. And right. then- you see them in blocky 3D on the TV screen running through Halo or something. <laughs> and so you got to- <laughs> And I'm just picturing sort of like, not necessarily a fully controlled third person thing then, but like then the control moves over to, you know, your character goes and picks up, picks up the controller and then your camera zooms in on your TV screen. And now you're playing some stuff in there until they escape that. And, you know, they go through the power cord and end up in your PC and they're like throwing your mail everywhere, your email. <laughs> um, um, what, one of the things that I want to happen- to yeah. Your mum's iPad. Yeah, maybe there's a, a couple of certain places that you can actually capture this thing, and and if you if you capture them, yeah, you get a good ending. The bad ending is if it happens to make it make its way into the um into the VR headset. Right. You put the VR headset on, and it enters your body through through your visual <laughs> cortex and takes over your body. <laughs> takes over your body. <laughs> Do we actually put a do we put an actual VR element into the game? <laughs> like when your character on the screen, it's like, oh, she's gone into the VR player. Put on your VR headset now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to fight them through VR a bit, and then <laughs> that limits how many people they can they can do that. I, That's I, true. I like the idea that it's just you know, okay, well, this must be the Since next part. You when know, have we cared about limitations? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, no, no, I, I do like that. You see your character on screen, put on their VR headset, and then you you know somehow play through some VR stuff before. They take you over your body, and you get a bad ending. Yeah, uh, until you realise that actually every other person bad endings. <laughs> actually, every other person was already taken over by an electrical being, and you were the last one, the last I, one to I be taken like over. Being, being like, um, you know, a character like a Mario. That is, this is not the first game that that they've been in. This is like the the seventeenth game that they're, they're right. In they're already like, oh, a franchise. Yeah. And that way, they, they can they can basically basically almost have like an indifferent sort of yeah get the get the blocks to match and yeah <laughs> you know, they're, they're like totally of- well maybe that's how you figure out that something's weird like initially they're all enthusiastic about it because they're following their programming and then they're just like fuck this this is the most boring game I've been in yet I want to go back to the kart racing game how do I get there and they're like that's how they <laughs> they <Yeah>. just leave <laughs> it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's fun. Do you think we can actually okay. get the uh, Mario license? <laughs> oh, fuck no. It's a me. I'm getting out of here. Okay. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Jet. Wrapping. Jet wrapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's a VR game where you, you get dropped in. There's a full-size fighter jet in front of you. And uh, someone tells you that you're super rich. And this is what you got your kid for Christmas. And you have to wrap it. You get rolls of wrapping paper. <laughs> you have to figure out how to wrap this fucking fighter jet. And so you're literally like launching, like you have to, you, you hold the loose end and you launch the wrapping paper over the wing and you have to figure out a way to sticky tape it up. Maybe you get a sticky tape gun, a glue gun. Yep. The whole challenge is wrapping it. Maybe, and maybe, so maybe that's just one level. Maybe this is a game just about gift wrapping. And so maybe you start smaller, perhaps, to learn the ropes and you get ropes as well. Uh, Sticky tape, ropes, glue, ribbon, of course. Yep. And you, you get judged on coverage, the cleanliness of your lines, the uh, how elaborate your bow is. And then you get to watch them unwrap it. And that's the first level? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, like, maybe you work your way up to the jet. <laughs> maybe you start with, <laughs> like, a toaster in its, in its cardboard box. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, it's, it's literally a VR game about wrapping presents. Cool. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say about that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing. That's weird. That's, we'll call that one a bitstorm quickie. Three, two, one, clicky. Romantic. Lawn. L-A-W-N. <laughs> nice. Romantic lawn. It's the story of a the romance between garden tools. Lawn oh, see, I, I was actually and- thinking that maybe maybe this is um, a story set in a neighbourhood in which these two these two older older people are actually um, vying for uh, like the best best lawn in in the um in the street sort of thing. Okay. There's a competition. I just had a really happening. interesting visual of um the whole game taking place from a sort of high uh, like high up, not quite full isometric, but like maybe a bit lower than that um angle where you literally just see the front lawn of these two houses with the fence in between them right in the center of the screen. Yeah. And and yeah, the whole the whole game takes place around the lawns of these two people. And and like maybe you play you play maybe as a god game, you try to play both. So maybe you, yeah, maybe is it you that play the garden. You play the garden. Interesting. Yes. So you can sort of make decisions about how well how things grow or where they grow. What sort yeah. of animals and, stick around. And you know, it's it's sort of one of these things in, in which maybe you're playing like a Cupid sort of character, mm. who um, who which is why why it's high above, and they're they're trying to trying to get get this couple to actually, you know, fall in love. Well, I like the idea that you're just playing the lawn, like that's yeah, like maybe the two lawns, maybe you get a scene that the root, the grass roots of these two lawns have like connected under the ground, <laughs> and then it like. Zooms up and now, but these lawns are communicating together, and they need to get these. They want to get these, this, these two people together, romantically involved. But they hate. Good thing they is, hate each other to start because they are so oh, compet- yeah. so competitive over their lawns. What what I like is that it's it's high enough that you can't even tell. You know what what two people they are. You just um, so you don't even have to actually go to the level of, of saying that, you know, the one on the right is a, is a guy and the one on the left is a girl. You can, you can have, have it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, they can, they can you be- You can picture it. Yeah. They can be mostly sort of androgynous, androgynously pictured. I, I do like the idea of being able to see people coming and going though. Like I kind of got this sense of, yeah. you know, you're, you see a bit of the footpath as well. And so you, you saw and a bit of the road. So you, as, as this game is playing out, like any, you know, it's set over different days or something. You see, you know, around the same time every morning, like the paper boy throws it, throws the paper and, um, you know, cars go past and, and come in and out of driveways or someone comes to visit. And you just, oh. you just get all these little like dialogues that play out and, uh, but, and, and choices you, you can make neighbor. around. Around the garden. Your neighbour down the street whose um, dog keeps on coming coming to do the yes. business on your lawn. So yeah. you've got to like use the sprinkler system to get to um Right, yeah. To to get rid of them. And it's sort of um then you got like kids throwing frisbees and stuff and they if they come on come like they the run lawn, through they actually, earth, like flower, you know. They run through flower the flowers beds and, and that sort of stuff. Flower beds. So the whole thing is that you know, you're sort of playing these two lawns and trying to trying to get the the, your two owners to actually, you know, become friends and maybe, maybe start some start some sort of romantic attachment. Yeah, 
but it's it's under the guise of a um under the guise of a competition sort of thing. So you need to get your lawn looking as yeah. as good as possible. Yeah, but throughout the sort of yeah. And maybe there are like contests, like law- regular like housing association lawn contests or whatever. And I, I guess the thing is, like, as the lawn, <laughs> yeah. as the garden, what sort of decisions do you have? Like, how do you actually make these these gameplay decisions? Um, is it, is so- it is it sort of just little um, little decision trees that pop up now and then that kind of push different factors in one direction or another of how nutrient rich your soil is, or or do you get to like yeah decide I, specifically I like even control like drawing on it like where things grow, where weeds grow, where flowers grow, and and how you know and how is that going to actually and affect maybe things? there's um there's certain things of you got a warning that um the rose bushes over here have actually got an infestation of caterpillars, so you've got to try and um I know create some some sort of um. Venus flytrap or something that's, right. that can actually take care well, of. Well, and them, so and so, how are you because- are you doing things to? Inf- you obviously need to do things to influence the people as well. Like, you know, do you leave a trail of weeds from the front door to something that they may not have noticed, um, so that they, you know, when they come out and do their regular weeding, they'll they'll get to that spot sooner or something. Um, actually, that could be cool. Growing weeds around the place to to guide your owners into different places around the garden. To then, yeah. and then if they get close enough to, you know, the caterpillar infestation, then, oh, the next day they go out and they buy, um, you know, poison or whatever. Uh, yeah. but then that might affect, you know, maybe you've got like, again, like how nutrient rich you are or how many pesticides or whatever. And it can affect, <laughs> it can affect how, how powerful you're like, like the types of flowers you can grow and how, or, or, or how many weeds you can grow in a day or different things like that. That could be cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea that maybe you can, you can use, the absence of growing to actually um, pull them into a certain position as well. So basically, mm. you can you can decide to kill off an area of grass. Yep. Um, to to try and get their attention to come over and and do something about the fruit tree. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, Maybe you've got some control over like the animals in that live in the garden as well. Like you can kind of ask favors of the worms, <laughs> you know, um, to. I don't know to 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 make yeah to make a certain area more nutrient rich because you want to make sure that their tulips, that the beautiful flowers grow that were just planted well, there, yeah. they're going to grow better. Yeah, that but again, that can be kind of resource management in a way. Yeah, yeah. I basically see this actually as a resource management game with yeah, this narr- with, with this narrative, narrative overlay. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Actually, that's uh, uh, a I little like, bit different than what uh, we usually come up with. And- I know, that's, and that's it's not fun. my usual sort of game either. Like, I'm not a big resource management sort of game. No, I know, but, but I think it's it's different enough and interesting enough that that that's yeah, that's really fun. I, I <laughs> just so love the idea that it, like you don't even play the people, you play the lawn. Yeah, you just play <laughs> as the lawn or the garden. Yeah, yeah, the garden. <laughs> as it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I so want to see what what different things you can you can do to that neighborhood dog that keeps on trying to come and do a shit on your lawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably like an ongoing issue. Um, or maybe you just have to guide the dog to the right place because it's- I mean, if they shit in the right place, that's fertilizer. Yeah. So, you just have to stop them from shitting on the lawn and they have to shit on the flowers or near the flowers that you want to- And that's when you need to bring the worms over, right? Like to, to, <laughs> to use break it, it up, break it down. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it into worm shit. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Three, two, one, click. Trash. Mouse. Trash mouse. Nice. 
I'm the trash mouse. That's funny because as soon as I as soon as I said trash, I thought trash panda, which is what they call raccoons. So what's a trash mouse? So what's a trash mouse? I mean, yeah, is it just a rat? I guess you could play. Fun to play as a rat. Funny thing is, where my mind is going is an abandoned, like, amusement park. I know that we've done this before, but bear with me for a second. It's it's an abandoned amusement park where um, you play a uh, the old mascot of the um, of the abandoned amusement park. Okay. Um, So the the mascot was was a mouse. Mm-hmm. And and now it's sort of totally like a trash, huh? Appropriately enough, yes. Um, and basically, this was this just happened to be a a new world that they they planned to create for this um for this theme park that was on an island and it's just been abandoned. And <laughs> right. you're now like the king of of trash, <laughs> king of, of trash, trash mountain, trash island. Uh, okay, um, so. Are you just, so I, I like this idea that you just got left behind. Like you yep. were in the mascot suit, you were you were sleeping yeah. on the job because you were able yeah. to do that because no one can tell if you lean against the wall just the right way. They just they think you're working, um, and then someone comes in and says, "Look, we lost our funding. We're shutting it down. Everybody out." <laughs> and then you wake up six hours later, still in your suit, and then your first reaction is, "Yes, I'm king of Trash Island. Not how the fuck do I get out of here and find food and stuff." <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So, are we? Is this game coming in sort of years later when this 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 mascot? Does this person just like hang out in this suit all the time? Oh yeah. I, I want I want this to be like a really really ratty suit by the oh, time. Oh yeah. That, like we actually Pardon not intended. Yeah. Um, so it's like got stains all over it, and it's like all totally kind of fucked up. Yeah. The idea being that new developers are coming to actually. Um, like right. renovate the place, tear it down, and or, and or, tear it down, and yeah. and basically all clean it up and just get it get it back to working, okay. working sort of thing. So it turns into sort of like a a stealth game in mm. which you're playing like a mouse, <laughs> but you're playing like a mouse mascot and trying to like scare people off because this is now your yep. home. Yep, yep, okay, I like that. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing the typical like abandoned amusement park stuff. Uh, I, I love yeah. the idea that it's like, all right, these guys are going down into the basement to check some stuff out. I'm going to go in the back way and just going to stand completely still in the room that I know they're going to go into. <laughs> and then when they're close, I'm just going to move one hand. <laughs> and they're going to run oh. screaming out because there's no lights down there. They've just got their torches. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the big knife helped as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Like, you you have to wait. Like, they-, they, they uh, uh, sort of um, the, move the torches across you and you're just standing there. But a- after the torches move past, you have to make sure it's like, all right, now pull out the knife. So that when they move the torch back again, you're still just it standing just completely gets, still. Gets but now you're, yeah, now you're holding this fucking giant chef's knife. Um, I, I, I like the idea that you're not a murderer. So, so no, you're not no. trying to, yeah. you're not trying to kill them. You're just trying to scare them enough. Yeah, totally. Um, but if you, if you don't do a good job in scaring them, they, they actually start hunting you. But if you freak them out enough, then you can actually scare some of them off the island. Yeah, you want to be convincing. Um, yeah, that's right. You start, you get a count of like how many, how many, um, workmen and stuff are on the island at any point. Um, and, and how many you've, you've scared off by effectively creeping them the fuck out 
you know, turning yep. the turning the carousel on late at night when they're working. Uh, I guess what are you oh, and and change, changing the um just slightly being able to change the speed of the um of the music mm, yes that's actually playing so it's going faster and slower yeah, and, totally. and just gets that sort of you know peak creepiness yeah, value yeah so is this uh is it sort of semi open in what you're able to do or is it kind of set pieces where you have to sort of figure out uh for, um, for any set of particular you know um, I like developers. the idea that it's that it's event based um Set pieces. Yeah, I think it'd be too hard but to do you, as you just get, an overall. You get some thing. sort of decision as to as to which one you're going to do at which time. Yeah. Okay. And and um, failing doesn't necessarily mean you know just start again. It just means oh, for the next one, there's going to be more people left. Yeah. So there may be five people on the next one yeah. that you've now got to you got to try and be able to move in the right place and and you know yeah, stay it makes still it harder to yeah right time and to do the stealth stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm thinking definitely not VR. No. 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 Because I think just like third person, third person, um, and um, because you want to see maybe, that fucking great suit <laughs> all oh, the time. <laughs> oh yeah, and and the fact that um you know from from the beginning you're going to have like photo mode. Yes, um, yeah, where you can you, just set can up these great shots of this fucking creepy ass ratty mouse costume perched <laughs> like, <laughs> over the top of these workers, like trying to I don't know. Whatever they're doing, putting up scaffolding or something. Oh, I'm just, I'm just now imagining, um, like, you've got that scene, yes, down in the basement, but you've also got, like, um, the scene on the roller coaster in which, you know, they, they're basically a couple of them have decided to, to just see whether the roller coaster still works. So the idea being that you've got to try and stop it as it's in the middle of the loop to loop. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's the timing. And so yeah. they're they're upside down, and that's when you that's when you walk out onto the, onto the onto the roller coaster where it's all lit up onto the roller coaster and just and they look they look down and you're just standing there and it's like <laughs> you know you got a knife out. Maybe you've got like a, maybe one of those cartoony roadrunner signs that just says "Get out." <laughs> like you're standing there for a second, they're looking at you, and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then you just pull the sign out from behind your back. Get out. Get out. Okay, so I guess we're leaving. <laughs> um what what else can you can you sort of do? Um dodgy electric electrical work. Yeah, well know, I think just having these clicking light switches on and off. Basically and- these levels where yeah, like every like it is event based. You've got different levels that you can do at different times. Um and a lot of it is just stealth. A lot of it's stealthing around to you know, yeah, turning off lights so you can get through areas. Um, and then, yeah, because, for example, in the Ferris wheel one, you have to stealth to get to the control panel at the right time without being seen. So, maybe you have to, like, turn off some other lights to do that. Um, you can yep. throw things to, maybe, like, distract people. Maybe you can people. set, like, a timer. Yeah, um, yeah. That could be, yeah. A timer. That could be cool. To, to turn the lights on and off. So, basically, you know, you've got to get into position at this time mm, and then there's a bit of, disappear again. There's a bit of gadgetry and pageantry to it, like, obviously, because you're, yeah. you're trying to make it this big <laughs> this big thing to, to scare them. So, yeah, but having having little gadgets- to yeah, turn on and off lights or make sounds at certain and, points. And turn the spotlight on just so you get that silhouette of, of your oh, yeah. ratty, like head, you know, displayed behind these people and then, <laughs> you know, it turns off again on again and you're not there anymore and <laughs> So good. Yeah, I love it. Um I I would love for like if you think of Disney World, yes. like I believe that there's areas of, of the theme park in which if you enter into, it's not seeable from from the outside, but basically you can you can sort of see in like through like one way mirrors and that sort of stuff. So I'd okay. love to have like these secret passages yeah. that you can, um, which is normally where the mascots would actually yeah, like that's how they get around. To so get they've to got all them. these ways. Yeah, totally. They've they, they, these characters got all these ways to 
um, to get around between these places the, the, around the park without being seen. It looks some oh, of them I are broken it. down and stuff, and so you you have challenges around. Oh yeah, and and you know you've 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 totally um, been lax in, in oh, keeping, yeah. the, the, whole keeping the passage like, passageways clean. So yeah, um, the place is falling apart. I, I like the idea that it's sort of like a um, a Zelda game in that you know you got to unlock certain items to be able to get to di- three different obstacles. Yeah, that maybe as you go, you know, you find something that. That will unlock an, another secret passageway to get to another set piece. Mm-hmm. So there's um, there's a little bit of of kind of Metroidvania ish, you know. Uh, once you solve certain things, it opens up different different parts of the level, different parts of the park, of the park, yeah. yeah. And you know, you can have it that um, some of those things don't necessarily have to be an item, but it can be um, the people that you were scaring, like they happen to unlock a different part of the park. So now you have to go to that other other part yeah. of the park because you now have a reason to go there. Um, Oh, I'm imagining now a, a, a great sequence within the Tunnel of Love sort of thing. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I'm just I'm now picturing that the, um, there's some, maybe an early, early part is, like, you've got teens and stuff like that who, who keep coming to the island. But then later on in the game, you, you get the um, the developers, uh, the, yeah, the property developers. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so, so maybe, yeah, that's good. At the beginning, it's a bit more... Uh- um, it's just, it's just, yeah, that the people like urban exploring and stuff. Yeah. And so the, the early lots of, lots of scaring, you know, you're scaring these people off and, and they're sort of disappearing and, and you're making more reputation for yourself depending on how well you scare them and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then when the, when the developers come, you know, your whole, your whole thing is now, well, all that, all the scaring of the teenagers, that was one thing. This is now, you know, this is the real final test. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really like that again. That's cool. <laughs> I do. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's it's very different to what we'd normally do. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Three to one click. Chip. Road. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you're, uh, you're a guy named Chip. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, is, is this a tie-in to the TV show Chips? Or is it a tie-in to that old movie Chip about the robot boy? <laughs> okay. So, it's a road movie um, based on like a- an android sort of like short circuit. Okay. Yep. Um, the robot's name is Chip, and um, not quite so human. I'm- that was actually the name of the movie that I was thinking of. But the, <laughs> the, the teenager was called Chip. All right. Okay. So, so okay. So it's a road movie. I like that. A road game. A road game. Yep. Um, I'm picturing it sort of like um, the uh, uh, the inventor of, of this of this sentient robot mm-hmm. um, is moving like cross country. Okay. Um, and something happens along the way, you know, Box sort of gets a bit jostled and then falls out the back yep. of, of the truck. Um, and now you're just a, a sentient robot that has to, has to make his way back to- I like the idea that you maybe have to- Back ass- to the owner. You have to assemble yourself to start with. You actually weren't fully assembled in the box. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you like wake up and- you see half of your parts like spread across the road, and you have to like. So I, I think the sort of parts that that you don't have are like the higher capacity battery. So your first your first thing that you got to do is is work out how you're going to get power. Mm. Well, um, I like the idea that maybe you've got some level of solar power, um, just because you don't want to just like if they haven't found the high capacity battery yet. Oh yeah, you don't want to yeah. just you know be done. Uh, but, but you've got you've got like a day night side. Yeah, exactly. You've got that sort of. Um, you got that sort of scariness um, of, oh my god, am I actually going to be able to to make this? Mm-hmm. But you can program something in, like rather than real time clock, you can have, you know, um, event based. Yeah, it could be event based for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I like that. I do like that a lot, actually. Um, there aren't many games telling that sort of story. Like, it just seems a very simple story. You're just a teenage robot and you're trying to find your way back to your dad <laughs> because he yeah, fell out of much. his truck. So, yeah, okay. So, find your battery. How do you do that? You go around, like, meeting people, like, knocking on houses. Uh, how How- Possible are you as a human? Like, how obvious is it that you're a robot? I mean, I guess initially maybe you're missing some parts or something that make it very obvious. Um, I, I think I think this is actually a world where, like, um, robots to do to do menial tasks are like pretty commonplace. Okay, okay. So it's it's sort of like a, a play, uh, place almost like um, every every place has like a Rumu sort of. Um, so are there other humanoid robots though? Then. Um, yeah, I think I think there's other humanoid robots there. Because, like, yeah, I do like the idea that you just get mistaken for, like, a service bot. Yeah. But you're sentient. Like, you're the only sentient one. Yeah, um, so you're making decisions you're not actually going based on. Maybe even- Maybe it's not that you're, like, the inventor made you sentient. Maybe it's just when you fell out of the truck, it, like, knocked something loose in your head and now you're sentient. <laughs> so, yep. they're going to be really so fucking surprised when you show up. <laughs> to them, you're just a service bot. Maybe you get there. Maybe the whole thing is like this. This <laughs> no. This fucking teenage robot is like, oh, my father must be this great inventor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna track him down. It's gonna be this grand reunion. And you get there, and he's it's already, just like he's already replaced you. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Well, it's just he's just a truck driver. He just worked for the company that sells these things. He's just like some dude. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yo, you, you made they garnish my wages because you'd fell out of my truck, you little shit. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, I mean, I assume you, like, you make friends along the way and, you you know, you have dialogue puzzles and stuff. You have to convince people that you're not a service bot or maybe you have to act as a service bot to get from place to place sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, I'm thinking um, a fairly story-heavy- You, you, can, you can't uh, afford the, the bus ride all the way there. So, you know, you can do some, some menial tasks to get a little bit of, little bit of money to actually um, get enough for yeah. a bus fare. To get, or get you can just, like, town. you can pose as, like, a- you know, um, government government assigned service bot to help the elderly, <laughs> so you get the free trip. But but you have to make sure not to say anything that would give it away that you're not actually a, a service bot. Uh, and they just think you're malfunctioning if you start acting too sentient. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. That's that's neat. That's cool. My head's just. I'm gone picturing too. almost a yeah. almost a um uh quantic dream kind of thing actually. A bit oh, of yeah. a bit of Beyond Two Souls, a bit of uh, uh, Detroit Beyond Human Heavy kind rain. of stuff. Yeah, I feel like that could work quite well, actually. Maybe, um, you, maybe you're just playing you know, characters it, or just the one character. No, I think just the one character. But I think that it just work well with the sort of the different dialogue stuff. You know, you're basically just telling a story, um, but it's, it's like a fully animated ways, visual and novel. Can, yeah, sort of like you what? can take you can take different paths through it uh, and get different endings and stuff, but. But very, you know, not, very well animated, very well rendered. And, you know, I'm just picturing sort of a scene on the bus where you're now on the bus with this old old man and, um, you know, you're having to do quick time events to, to not say the, not say the right, wrong things, you know, <laughs> not give away your, <laughs> your sentience. And then you, and then you get to. Get to the end of end of the bus trip, and he goes, "I'm a scat man." Nice. I had to bring it back. That was good. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that'll do for today's bitstorm. That will do for it. Yes. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, I'm a scat man. <laughs> no, you're not. Anyway, <laughs> not yet. Um, 
If you want to find us on the internet, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as BitStormCast. We are on uh, Podchaser, podchaser.com slash BitStorm. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. Uh, and we're on YouTube as well. You can just search for BitStorm there. Uh, our, our, our point, click, repeat uh, videos are up there where we're playing through adventure games from our past. Check them out. We're, we've done a few space quests. We've got one in the can. It's coming soon-ish. One and a half in the can. One and a half in the can. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. We're on iTunes where you can rate, review, and also subscribe to us there. We do have a website, www.bitstormcast.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, that'll be fixed in the next couple of days. But, yeah. Uh, like to plug the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search Twitter for AGPN or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Indeed. So, yes, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm the cat man. 